This is Donnie Tuttle, the Sell Anywhere trainer, coach, and practitioner. Welcome to the only podcast designed for the remote sales professional and the remote leader, helping you live with more joy, more freedom, and more productivity. We believe that your talent is not limited to years of code and that you can build the life that you want while selling from anywhere. What's up, Sell Anywhere listeners? Uh, You're going to be excited to hear about the story of the man I have today, John Wetmore. Uh, I want to encourage you actually to go to his LinkedIn, check out this guy's bio. But um, the cool thing is, is is he went from uh, being an accountant to being a sales freaking all-star to now leading just a tremendous team that spans the globe. And he's doing it with a product that I'll let him share with about uh, share with you. His name is John Wetmore, and um, John, welcome to the show, man. Tell us a little bit first off. This is the Sell Anywhere podcast, so I got to start with um, where are you at, man? I'm looking at, at a cool office. Where are you geographically right man, now? I'll say Atlanta, Georgia, but we're not really in Atlanta. I'm in Marietta, physically, but right outside of Atlanta, man. Hotlanta. We are in the, um, it is middle of May. Is it Hotlanta yet? It is. It depends on the the funny thing about Atlanta, man. Today it could be 60 and tomorrow it could be 90. We just don't know. Today it's kind of gloomy out, but it's, uh, it's getting there. Love it, man. Well, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you are, uh, a sales leader, um, but you still jump into the trenches and you watch people do it right. You watch them do it wrong. You sell a product that a lot of people have a hard time with. Um, man, I, I can't wait to hear some of the golden nuggets of knowledge you're going to drop on us, but tell us a little bit about, um, who you are, your company, and, um, yeah, just give us a two minute version of that. Yeah. First of all, I appreciate you having me on, man. I, th- I think it's awesome. So if I can contribute and give back and help people, I'm all about it, man. Um, had a lot of help getting where I'm at today. So whatever I can do. Um, again, like you said, background, my most recent background is accounting. I didn't really even start that till my mid mid twenties. <laughs> But right prior to this, I was I was an accountant, like a corporate accountant, not a, not a tax guy, CPA, so corporate accountant. Um, five kids, married. Whew. Kids go from seven to, shit, my oldest is almost 25 now. And, uh, you know, I, 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 got into, I got into life insurance, man. I had a buddy that was doing it. And uh, apparently at the time, I didn't know. Now it's crazy, obvious, but I was told there's good money in it. I make a terrible employee. <laughs> and he knew that and I was I was I was working somewhere and I was you know, I was like every other unhappy employee man um but I'm I'm just I'm, I'm a little out there when it comes to that I don't I don't do well in that environment and I always had bigger visions and someone just gave me an opportunity man he was like hey I think you'd be good here there's someone that was in the business Sean runs a company actually now um you know he I reminded him of of Sean at the time and he's like I think you might be a good fit here so I, I got into it man and now it's been seven years and I, I have sold a lot of life insurance and didn't start out good. I started out horrible, just to be clear. I was not good. <laughs> I started, man. Wait, was- so bring me to the lab because this is almost like, you know, a scientist is in the lab, an explosion happens and something happened by accident. So you didn't get here on purpose, right? This wasn't your goal, your mission and no. desire in life. No, not at all. How did that happen, man? Hey, I'm an accountant from Boston. We right. Don't- Hey, accounts don't talk to people and people from Boston don't talk to people. <laughs> no shot. Um, so I had to, it was a long, it was a, it was a process, man. I had to, um, for me though, it's like early on, 
what I noticed right away is there were a lot of people in this industry that were successful. And, and I was telling a guy this morning, I did another interview for someone and uh, I said, the one thing that I never lacked, Donnie, was having belief that if another man could do something, whether or not I could, I've never struggled there. You know what I mean? So if you can, if you can accomplish what you're doing, I certainly think I can. I just got to figure out what you're doing different than me. And if wow. You, you know, so where some people struggle there. I've never, I've, since I've been a kid, I've had that. I've just, I've always had this weird thing. Like I'm going to own a hotel one day because, you know, our current president, I was, I was used to just watch him and he owned a lot of hotels and I'm like, well, hell, if Trump can own, own a hotel, why can't I? If someone <laughs> would put me in a room with him for a few months, I'm sure I could figure it out. So, so John, are you, um, you going to run for president too? Or is that? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's no. interesting when you said that, man. Um, uh, there's a quote I, that, that hit me between the eyes um, from Steve Jobs. Yeah. And he said that when you look around at all the things that are in front of you, you know, this, this technology, the, you know, everything that's in the room that you're in, that was all made by another person yeah. just yeah. like you. Yeah. And that frees you from this. There, there's almost like this mystery yeah. of success. Yeah. And I'm going to actually ask you a little bit about that, the mystery of success um, yeah. in terms of – because it's not like you walked in and you had some superpower or someone, someone sprinkled sales dust all over you. Talk to me about your story. You said, I didn't start out very good. No. So funny, funny enough, I don't even know if you know this, to be honest. First time I got in the industry, man, I quit after like one day. <laughs> I, didn't, I, mean, I got on the phones and you had to call, like we call leads. I didn't, we don't do cold calling. It's a kind of lead based deal. Um, but first time I called leads and a few people told me no and hung up on me. I was like, I can't do this ain't for me. And I, I quit. I went back to doing accounting. And uh, I just, it, it just always stuck there, though. And I was watching it. I was paying attention to it. I never, I never disconnected. You know what I mean? And I kept seeing people have success. I'm like, no offense. I know that guy. If, if he could figure it out. You know what I mean? And it, it kind of, it went there. Um, and then again, then it, then it became a buddy was in it. And he was like, dude, you should really should do that. I'm like, dude, I've done that. But I didn't, I, I don't think I had a good understanding of it. I didn't understand I didn't understand the process this is all it would take. You know what I mean? I've never, I'd never been self-employed in this world. You're kind of self-employed 1099 contractor. Um, I, I wasn't an, I'm not an employee. Was that second. scary for you? No, I'm crazy. It wasn't scary for you. You were just like, no. you jumped. Okay. I mean, I'm human man. I get, you get nervous, but I, I crave that. I just, I don't care. I'm, I'm a risk taker. Okay. I am my wife. It's like, it's, it's my biggest strength and biggest weakness, man. It, you don't really hear that in like in the same sentence as uh, accountant. No. Okay. And funny enough, I'm not a traditional accountant, man. I got right. into accounting because I was, again, I was, I was working in a warehouse. Um, again, I had kids real young, man. I had my first kid at 16. Um, so I was in high school paying like daycare and working full time. And wow. uh, so I went in, I got a job. I, I just had to work. I had to pay the bills, man. But I was watching people. I used to work in this warehouse loading trucks. And um, it was like a food distributor. So I did that for a while, overnights. So I did an overnight, I was a, it's called a selector. I basically went shopping for uh, restaurants, you know, loaded trucks. Mm. And uh, I was watching people. I was early to late teens, early 20s when I did that. And I was watching guys that were in their 40s and they were making the same money I'm making, right? And they were all beat up, broke knees messed up, backs messed up. They're still working night shift. They were miserable. I'm like, I can't do this. And so I went to school. I thought the genius thing was like, hey, go to school. No one really, no one in my family's ever really gone to college. They did, but real late, late, late in life. Um, just like to get it, whatever. Like my mom graduated college in like her early 30s. 
So I was like 22. I was like, I'm gonna go to school. And I go in and I go to go to, I walk into this little community college. I, like I grew up in the, in the ghetto. So I go to the little community college we have and I'm like, Hey, I want to go to school. She said, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know, but I don't want to do what I'm doing now. And she, the lady, I will never forget this. Cause I, it's like, she goes, well, what are you good at? I said, well, I'm good at math. I just, I'm, I have, a, I'm a numbers guy, a brain. I said, well, I'm pretty good at math. And she goes, you should be an accountant. So I was like, okay. So I signed up. That was the depth of me. Career counseling 101 right there. And I'm, dude, I hated that lady for like the next 15 years. <laughs> I, I hated accounting. I was good at it because I was good with numbers, but I was uh -huh. not. I just, I, uh, it was awful. Oh my gosh, man. Well, here's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a chance because yeah. you've seen countless people um, walk in your doors. Um, actually, no, like, I, I want you to tell me the, the, the secret, the recipe for, for John Wetmore, like, first off, describe your career and the rise, because it was pretty quick. It was like flash paper for you. And then like, how did, like, what was the quote unquote secret? If there are any more. For sure. Yeah. Um, so the secret was I was terrible and I had to change just to know that. Um, but I, I did, I started out pretty slow. I, I was making sales. I was paying my bills with it. Again, doing accounting, man, I wasn't making but 40 something grand a year. So coming here, I didn't, you know what I mean? I wasn't trying to, I didn't need to make hundreds of thousands to pay my bills. I figured out how to live with, again, five kids and all kinds of stuff. I'm, 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 it is what it is. So I was making money right away because I was, I, I've always had work ethic. So I went to work. I just wasn't great. I wasn't like the closer. You know what I mean? And even, even in the end of the day, when I, when I really became one of the top producers in the country, I wasn't the guy with a 90%. The magic wasn't I got so good I had a 90% close ratio. <laughs> you know? It's like I was again. I was I was pretty bad, man. I was just I was bad way more than everyone else. I just did it more. Mm. Um, say that, John. Say that again. You were what? I was I was just bad more often than everyone else, man. Yeah, and that's that. That was a lot to it, dude. It really was. Um, so again, I did okay. I did okay my first year. Um, I think I made like sixty grand my first year in the business, um, which was most was was really part time because I was still doing accounting. I did this, I did this on the side night and weekends. Mm -hmm. uh, first year full time, I think I grossed like 130. Um, which you got expenses, you know, buying leads, putting things in. I probably netted 80 or 100 grand, whatever. Um, and then I was watching people, I was really involved at that point with the I mean, I was full time. This was this was my career now. And I was seeing people making three, four, five hundred grand a year. Two A one selling life insurance, straight up just Straight up selling life insurance. Not other products. This is just life insurance. Life insurance, man. And then others were making more because they were building a business out of it. You know, they were choosing to hire other agents, train them, and the way the, the way the life insurance industry is structured, you can do that. Uh, so again, I related a lot to like the real estate world, the mortgage world, where if you hire loan officers and they they sell a mortgage, you get you get a little piece of it. Mm -hmm. Real estate agents do it all the time. It's, it's just a similar structure. Um. So, but what I understood, man, in, in 14, I really wanted to be an elite producer. I was, I, I was trying to figure it out because there was a few guys, now they're great buddies and uh, they were really killing it. And I'm just like, dude, what's the magic pill? What do, what do I got to do? And I, I'll never forget. I had this conversation with my buddy, Mark, and we, we laugh about it all the time still when we're, when we're at trainings, teaching people um, because I was straight up a student and now I'm in, 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 you know what I mean? I'm in with other, other top VPs in, in the company and it's it's wild because they were who I looked up to early you know um, but we had a conversation man he kind of broke things down for me 
you know, and I, he was like, well, how much do you work? How much do you dial? How many appointments do you run? How many leads do you buy? And he just had a lot of questions. And I thought for me, I was quote unquote full time. But when it broke down, it realized I was running like 10 appointments a week, which means nothing if you don't know what the heck the business is. But he was like, he looked at, he laughed at me, Donnie, he laughed and he goes, why do you expect my level of success with your work ethic? And I was like, huh. So I was like, all right, well, how many appointments do you run? And he said, 90 plus, plus, plus. We were part of the conversation was in person and part, it took me a couple of days after he yelled at me in, in my face to like go back and start thinking. And then I thought, well, hell, if work ethic is it, well, how many do you run? And when he said 90, he texted me 90 plus, 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 and I'm running 40. I was like, oh. So we have different definitions of work. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I, I didn't understand at the time. And that's really all I changed. I, and, and it became, and what I've learned now, man, and, and what I teach on a lot, um, when people want to improve their skill set here, I'm like, that's fine. But usually people's results are just a symptom of something they're doing wrong. And in this world, and it's probably very similar in other, other areas because we're not, I mean, again, all this is work. For us, it's in our business, it really boils down for me, Donnie, for three things. I look at it like a three-legged stool approach. I think you can find that anywhere. Um, and if one leg isn't there, the stool falls over, does it collapses, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And here, it's, it's literally a matter of leads, work, and training. And you have to, and I go, you have to have our definition of that, not yours. Because everyone thinks they they have leads and they're you know what I mean they're training and they're working. But I'm like, but mm -hmm. who's standard? You know. And so I talk to a lot of people about that now, man. And if you don't have all three in our world, it's just. And again, you can probably relate it to any industry. I could I give a lot of analogies in different different industries and different backgrounds. And um, if you don't have have those three things, I mean, of course it falls apart. And for me, like when I look at it for myself, if I put in the amount of the limited amount of effort I was putting in initially in this career. And I, if I applied that in another career, I wouldn't be successful either. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's universal stuff. This John, what you're saying right now, man, it's, this is, this is an interesting thing to me. Um, so, so obviously I work with, with leaders in a variety of scenarios yeah. and a lot of us, we, we step into a culture, yeah. right? And when we step into that culture, we're kind of, you know, we're looking around and seeing what other people are doing. And we're saying like, you know, like, well, this guy's doing this. So I guess that's good. Yeah. And what we do is we set our, our, our metric. We set our number by what, what's around us. But how many of us are out there redefining possible? And so you're telling me like, you were like looking at this, you're like, man, you know, I'm, I'm kicking it. I'm doing 40, you know, I'm running 40 a week because that was your, your mindset. And this dude, this other guy just blew your doors off. And he said, uh-uh, 90. And like, like I just, I, I think about that because there are, there are people out there right now listening, John, who say um, like, this is how many calls I, I make, or this is how many appointments I can set, or this is how much, how many sales or how much I can earn, or they have, we have, we have these parameters. And I guess the question is, and I'm going to ask you um, your input here. Um, what are you doing to redline, right? What is someone doing to push that as hard as they can and actually see what's possible? See if we can break a four-minute mile, right? And, and once someone says, dude, 90. And people are. And you're like, okay, 90. Like, it's a new, right? There's this new definition, right, and built in your head. Even more because the, the reality is once I figured out how to do it and how to do it efficiently, I was running enough appointments. And, dude, I was doing it like 
two or three days a week. I want, it's not like I was working seven days a week, 12 hours a day. Like, I, Hey, like if I went and opened a sub shop, I'd be willing to work 90 hours a week minimal. You know what I mean? And in, in, in many, in this world, I mean, again, I like to break things down. I, I, I had a conversation with a guy this morning and he calls and it was actually a, a colleague and he had a new agent and he knows I have these conversations a lot with agents. So he's like, Hey, can you do a call with me and this guy, this new guy? I think his name was Derek, if I remember right. And uh, I said, sure. So I get on a call with him and he goes, hey man, I'm, I'm having a tough time, I'm having a bad week. I said, okay, can you define bad for me? And he tells me, he goes, I only ran X, I think it was like, I only booked seven appointments or something and I only wrote a couple brands, whatever it was. And I said, okay, and I just asked him some questions. I was like, all right, how many leads do you get? He said, I have a bunch and it was, you know, 80, which in our world is a decent, it's a good amount of leads to call in a week. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. How many appointments did you book? He said seven. I'm like, all right. Well, how many answered? It was 20. I said, okay, so 14, 15, told you no, whatever it was. He said, yeah. I go, okay. What happened to the other 50 or 60 that didn't answer? He's like, well, they didn't answer. I'm like, I know. Did you keep calling them though? He's like, yeah. I said, okay, cool. Do you track your dials? One of the things we do. I'm a big metrics guy, man, because you can't yes. beat that. Yes. It's all numbers. Yes. So, he says, yeah, I do. Man, I did $150 yesterday. I said, okay, awesome. Good for you. I said, how long does it take you to call one person, have it ring four times and go to their voicemail? He says, I don't know, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to give you a minute. You did 150 of those in a day at a minute each. I said, dude, it's only 150 minutes in a day. That's like two and a half hours, maybe. Right? I said, let me ask you a question. I said, if you, I'm going to flip the roles, man. I said, if you employed me to work eight hours for you and you said your job's a dial, like I've, I've had two jobs in my career where I was tracked, timed. Everything was timed. Does that make sense? I, I was in a call center and I had to be on the phone for eight hours and you had to be physically talking to someone for 95% of the time. Wow. When I was in the warehouse, same thing. You get an order. It's a big sheet of stickers. And you got seven minutes to finish it or 12 minutes or 15 minutes. depends on the order size. Does that make sense? And if I wasn't physically working, man, I wasn't getting, you're up. You, you, if you don't meet the, the, the percentage, you get fired. So I, I said, I've learned here to hold myself accountable the same way. So you say this is your full-time career. Yet if I put a timer on your phone where every time you, your job is to call people in this business. Does that make sense? If I put a timer on your phone, bud, that when it was ringing, it was, counting time and when you hit the red button it turned off why would you not like you would expect me to do eight hours of that right he said yeah i said so why are you not holding yourself to the same standard no offense dude you physically worked according to corporate america two and a half hours today so there's something he goes well i did i get this i dialed all day I'm like no nah, man you just took all day to dial you didn't physically dial oh I, I dialed all day you said no, you just took all day to dial. And I'm, listen, I've been guilty of this, John. How many of us have, have shown up, we've dressed up, we look nice, and we said we're working, but we're just actually occupying space? Correct. You and just so took all day to dial. Wow. Yeah, so there's something that happens in the middle. You know what I mean? If you start at 8 a.m. and you finish at 5 and you only did 150 dials at a minute each, well, what took up all the space between? That's where, that's where the hole is. Mm. And again, he called me to get better. I said, you can, and again, if we break it all down, you did 150 dials and he booked, I, I can't remember, six appointments, say. There's something. And again, he was six or seven, whatever it was. I said, all right, well, if 150 got you seven, and that's only two and a half hours, would five hours not have gotten you 14? 
And would eight hours not have gotten you 21? And now it all, and you can keep your current skill set. You can continue to be as bad as you think you are. But if you did eight hours and you booked 21, now all your problems are solved, right? And he's like, when you say it like that, I'm like, I mean, I'm just, it's perspective, man. You know, and you have to hold, I've learned to hold myself accountable in a different way. I don't trick myself into thinking I'm working. It's dialing the phone in this business because that's the only time we're making money. If I hang up the phone and sit here and do anything else, look at a lead, touch a lead, pet the lead, massage the lead, nothing I'm not making money. And if I'm not sitting with a client, does that make sense? And a lot of people like in, in the self-employed world or in anything like this, really, whatever, they, we, it's like they get weird and they count their drive time. It's like, I work more than 40 hours. I drove two hours today this way. I'm like, dude, I've had, sorry, one sec. I apologize, that phone fell off the hook. Um, I said, I've had jobs, man, where I've commuted an hour and a half, two hours each way for years and they didn't pay me. I still had to put in 40. You know what I mean? So I'm like, no offense, dude. If you spend eight hours dialing and you're booking 30 appointments a week, hell in this world, if you sit 22, you're doing great. The average appointment's 30, 45 minutes. I'm like, no offense, you're still only working 30 hours, dude. And you'd be one of the elite producers in the world. You know, I, so I did this schedule. I held myself to that same accountability. And I ran what I had to run. And... Dude, I went from making 100 grand and like the ne like the next year, I did like 460 grand, like overnight, just changing work ethic and thought process. Wow. Skill, you know, your skill set can't improve overnight. You, it's impossible. You know what I mean? And so I just get people to own, honestly, take ownership for their lack of success. I think success is a choice, personally. Mm, how so? Because you choose whether or not you put effort into it. I just, I, I think it's a choice, man. I, I think a lot of people want success, but they don't understand there's a process to it. Meaning if I sit, if I, if I could go where you are today, wherever you are, and again, these people in this world way more successful than me. You know what I mean? But if, if in my space, a new agent comes to me and goes, Hey, I want to be where you're at. I'm like, okay, are you willing to do what I did to get here? And they, again, yeah. But if they could see the result like feel it, touch it. They could play it for a day or a week, have their family be able to do what they want, have be able to live your lifestyle differently, have time, have money, whatever. If they could touch it, feel it, play with it for a little while, like put it in your hands like putty and mess with it. Yeah. Oh, they would, so many more people would be willing to go through it. You know, and I just, I, I, I did my best to feel that, see that, touch that through other people because I saw other people having a success. And so I adopted that. And so I want that. I know, I see what that feels like. I can imagine that I'm willing to walk through the mud, man, to figure this thing out, you know? And it's, I, again, I, success is a process, man. It doesn't matter what we do. There's no overnight success. That, that's fake. You know what I mean? Oh, here's a deal. Like I, I realize, and, and I deal with people, you deal with people, we see people who quit all the time. Right. And, and the reality is, and I don't just mean like, hey, listen, if you're doing something stupid, it's okay to quit. Right. So some things uh, we, we do. But the reality is, is when we're talking about sales and sales activity, there, it's, it's usually the battle between right, the six inches between the ears. But what I've seen, John, and in, in, in what I'm hearing you say is like, usually when people are stopping, it's because the reality of their current place of comfort 
it's more real to them than their dream, their vision, their hope, their life. In other words, and I love how you said that, like if you could plug yourself into that just for a week, yeah, it would change everything. There's no way you would, you would go back and, and, uh, and work the same way. And uh, drill, drill in because this is something I don't think I've ever talked to with anyone um, that's done it quite the way you've done it. You said that you, you placed yourself around some of these people who were living it. Talk to me about that process and some of the revelation that kind of began to unfold in your brain. Because I'm hearing you say a lot, like it's, hey, like if this guy can do it, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Here's, so for me, um, and I always, here's one thing, and I, I, I'll answer your question, but it's come, it's come in my head, so I'm going to say it. Um, when it comes to thought process stuff, and, and you mentioned activity, right? And that's, again, any sales arena, that's what it is. Um, I was reading something yesterday. I think I posted on LinkedIn. I shared it. I didn't post it. I shared it. And someone said it was a Gretzky post. And it said something like, I don't remember the number, but I took 4,870 something shots in my career, whatever obscene number. And uh, I only made percent of them and I became the greatest scorer in, in the history of time. You know what I mean? It's whatever it was. Right. The, the thought process is it's shots. He, he, 17%, it's not that good. It's that bad. We <laughs> but it is that. when you have, yeah. Um, and so for me, it's like, I always try to let people know, Donnie, I, I hammer this, man. If, if people would judge their activity with as much scrutiny as they judge their results, Ooh. life would change, man. Whoa, brother, say that one more time. That is, that is like, you're, I want you to preach it to someone you probably have talked to this week. That right there, man, this is worth the price of admission. It is. It's, and it's, it's, a, it's a simple concept, yet it, people go like, what do you mean? Like, if you would judge your activity with as much scrutiny as you judge your results, your world would change. Meaning people go, I had a bad day. I had a, they told me no. I missed this sale. Oh my God, they didn't answer. This one didn't, I didn't get enough appointments. I didn't get enough, I didn't get enough. It's always the, the result. Everyone's so mad at the result. And I'm like, you know what, man? I told this guy this morning, I said, you know what? Weird enough, no one ever calls me and goes, hey, John, I'm so mad today. I just, I did not put in the time, energy, and effort I should have. I'm really pissed at myself. Can you help me? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't get the, I get, hey, I had a bad, I missed the sale. I didn't make enough money. I didn't do that. I get, it's, the, it's, it's always result driven that everybody's looking at. And I'm like, why are we not? mad we didn't make 700 dials today why are you not mad at yourself you know what i mean why are you not mad that you didn't you don't have enough inquiries why are you not mad you didn't study for four hours mm. you know what i mean I just if we if we could shift that if you would just be angry when you don't get up early you know what i mean i slept in till seven today i'm so mad at myself i should have been up at five i agree you know what i mean but instead we complain that we're tired i'm like what you would just, it's always, it's so, everyone complains about results. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't hold themselves to the same standard as they do when it comes to their activity. And oh, that is smoking, man. Um, so yeah, so I, I will answer your question though. Like for me, and I didn't read a lot, dude, growing up. I'm telling you, I think I read two books from the time I was zero to 35. And they had pictures in them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. It was, it was bad. I mean, I read like a Bo Jackson book and one about a kid that played baseball. I, I know the two books I read. Oh, wow. In every other book report I did, I looked at the back cover and copied it. That was my book report. And I was, I was that student. It was bad. Um, but in my mid third, I started reading. I mean, I started reading because people that were successful around, around me were reading. And the one thing, you know, and you hear it a lot, the, the five people you surround yourself with the most is kind of what you're going to turn into, if you will. 
you know, and I, a couple things for me, I took a strategy of in this business um, or in, in business period, because now I'm starting to expand outside of this business technically um, in business. I like to be the brokest one in the meeting, man. You know, that, that, that does wonders for me. If everyone around me is making more money, you know what I mean? And it goes, I got somewhere to improve. What does that do for your mindset? Gives me more vision. Gives me vision I didn't have before. Gives me insight that I never had, perspective I didn't have. You don't know what you don't know, man. What does that do when, when so now you have that, what does that do for your, like, how, like do, do you just jump in and change all of your actions and activities? Or is that something that you go into and, and it's, it's one thing here, one thing there? Or is it, is it full bore? Because I, I think I know the answer to this one for you. I don't know how to do one toe, man. Okay. <laughs> it's all or nothing with John Wetmore. Damn, I'm bad. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's worked, but it's, it's, Hey, it's messed some things up too, but That's I'm trying, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be more intentional about stuff. You know what I mean? I, again, I I'm, I'm all about going full throttle, but I think having intentionality be, behind things is definitely beneficial too. You know, I, I can see both sides of it, but I just, again, for me, I wanted to, if I take all the leaders within our industry right now, I'm really good. I have really great relationships with all of them. And early on, I tried to do what I could to, to add value to them and their situation best I could. I mean, I was a new guy that wasn't doing anything. And for me, it became simple stuff, man. I used to, we joke about it. And I don't know if this might be too deep, but I used to fly around. Um, I would, we would do meetings, little trainings, and there's events all over the country in this business, whatever. And some of the guys that were going to do trainings at different events in other states, I would just book a flight to go with them just to walk, just to be around it. I wasn't training at all. But I would get I would get with the top guys and I'd be like, hey, where are you going this week? And I go, I'm going to Nashville, I'm going to Tennessee, wherever I'm going. And I go, all right, can I come? And I would just go. And then like, I'm fanatical, man. I'm a, I like now I'm a wife ironer, but I'm a big ironer. I've always I've been ironing clothes since I was like eight. Oh. And I'm weird. I like iron t-shirts and jeans and sweatpants. I'm a wacko. <laughs> so when I used to travel, one of the things was like, I'd be like, hey man, you need you're terrible. Your stuff looks like crap. Can I go iron it? And I would go iron their clothes like the guys that were successful and I just to hang out with them more. It was weird, but it got me. It's like, it's kind of funny. We joke about it now. <laughs> I, I would do like, cause again, I didn't know what to add for value and I was a numbers guy. So I would, I would help the numbers stuff. And I was kind of like a computer door. All right. Just wanted to take a real quick break here because I want you to go and hit the pause button and go over and connect with me on social media. Because if you're not there, like, first off, how can we even be called friends? Right? I want you to find me on LinkedIn. I want you to find me on Instagram. And it's Donnie Tuttle, D-O-N-N-I-E, Tuttle, T-U-T-T-L-E. And let's connect because here's the deal. Any of those little thought nuggets, any of those, you know, those things that are happening to me throughout my week, you are going to be able to connect with. And boy, I'd love to interact with you. So go ahead and do that. Let's keep the interaction going. Let's keep the party going. And now back to the show. So you're ironing clothes, you're adding value. You already have, you're, you are the superhero that John Wetmore is, is uh, you're Iron Man. It's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm taking from this. And we laugh about it so much, man. I have a picture, I share it all the time. I went on a trip with Mike, who's been my mentor for like seven years. And saw the guy that's in the business. And I don't remember where we were traveling, but I was so desperate for knowledge. I was just trying to soak it up. And I have this picture still to this day. It's like from, I think it's from 2012 or something. And it's a picture we had someone, we're on an airplane and the whole plane is empty. Like there's barely anyone on this flight. And we're in row like 33 
because we had no money at the time. I didn't anyway. I mean, they had a little bit more, but it was, it was early on in the in the business. And uh, we're like in row 33. All every every seat around us is empty, and the two guys making money were on the window and the aisle, and I sat dead between them. <laughs> and I, just to ask questions the whole flight, and they were they were gracious enough to sit there and answer questions and whatever. And it was just it's fun. But again, we could all we could all had our own row. Right. I mean, but I was like, no, nah, y'all, y'all sit there. I'm going to get in the middle and I'm going to ask questions for three and a half hours. And the only reason to choose a, win, uh, a middle seat is uh, you just described it. You got to love this. This is so solid. And, and I hope that uh, the people are taking note because really the reality is we're, we're looking at someone who um, has never accepted that, that he's like exceptional. It's just like, I, I want more. I want more. And, and this more is like, if you're being a student, you're soaking up knowledge and you're getting around people who know that you're not asking a 500 pound guy um, to tell you how to run faster, you know, get, get more fit. Uh, you're getting around the fittest group of people you can and you're buying tickets, flying around, ironing their clothes, man. This is like, this is, this is legendary. And the reality is, is if any of us chose this, like pick the top producer in your company, pick, 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 a mentor, pick someone and just be there. They're not going to know what to do with you. They're going to, they're, they have no choice but to pour into you. I and, stalked them all. I laugh. We laugh about all this. I stalked every one of them. <laughs> you stalked the top, them. The top 10 in this company, man. I was stalking them before I was making any money. That's so <laughs> cool. John, take me here, man, because a lot of your people, um, you know, I, I know they're, they're across the nation. Um, some of them do show up at, you know, they're in your location there at the office, but a lot of them, these guys are, their, their commute is, you know, 15 feet. So they wake up, they're in their home and there's this whole different thing that, um, the people who work in a non-traditional office space, uh, face in terms of whether it's accountability or, or holding themselves to a certain level of action and activity and in, in a whole space around that. So talk to me, man, like about what you've seen when this goes right, or even when it goes wrong in this space. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, this it you can be. We have so we're in. I'm in Atlanta, of course. We probably have. I don't know. I got a couple hundred agents a month that 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 do business within our agency um, that I help mentor, manage, and there's probably only thirty of them here local to me. Um, so a big majority are are elsewhere, all over the country. Um, so I just you know I, my deal is I, I do my best. Like I just try to help you. Like I tell everybody we bring on, man. Um, I'm willing to work with people who want something more out of life. You know, you don't need me to be mediocre. You can do that on your own. Mm. But if you're looking to get to the next level and just don't understand how you don't know the path, it's like, I've walked it, man. Again, and I'm not saying I'm perfect and I'm at some exceptional level. I mean, we live, I live a good life, dude, but there's still more, but I know. And again, when I started, my goal was a hundred grand a year. And I was like, to me, that was like a lot of money back then. Right. You know I mean, Hey, I say back then, it was seven years ago. It's not like it was 100 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was obscene money to me at the time. What a wild ride, man. Dude. So now I just, I try to help people understand, dude. I know people want to be at different places and different, you know what I mean? Everybody's different where they, where they want to be and what their goals are. And they can grow over time. Mine has. I mean, I've always had crazy ones. Dude, I was like, man, I will live good. And that, and the reality is, man, you start going five kids and live a good life. That's not a ton of money. In the big scheme of the world, that's no money. Right. You know, um, so for me, I'm, I'm always looking for, for people that are just want to get to the next level. They just need the path, but they got to bring the work ethic. They've got to, they've got to be willing to work as hard for their family as I was for mine. If not, I just, I have no interest, 
because I understand for me, man, I can fix people's thought process and point them in the right direction because I didn't come into this thing great. Mm. I'm still not convinced I'm great. Like people look at me, they're like, you're great. I'm like, you have no idea. <laughs> you know, but if this is your definition, dude, I would love to help you get here. It's a great life. You know what I mean? But I don't, I don't consider myself anything extraordinary. I just, I just work hard, man. I walk the path. So if I can help, great. So to answer your question, what it looks like, man, um, I, we have guys all over the country doing stuff. But if you put, if you put in the time, the effort, the energy, like I explained, you can have massive success in this industry, no matter where you are. Um, and I think, again, the biggest reason why people fail in this industry is expectation and work ethic, in my opinion. I, I, there's not really anything else. So, uh, so take, take, take me to this place, John. Like, I'm, I'm going into the home, right? There's a hamper full of clothes. There is, you know, I don't know, Dr. Phil on TV, whatever. Like, what have you seen that's been able to help, like, in, in this scenario, that's helped people to stay focused and on task and crush it in your world? Yeah. I, I, hey, I put the shoe on the other foot, man. I go, hey, if you employed me and I was sitting in my house working for you, doing laundry and watching Dr. Phil, would you fire me? They all say yes. So I go, okay, so you'd fire yourself then. You have to be the employee and the employer here. Does that make sense? Yeah. And a lot of times the employee version is taking of you is taking advantage of the employer. Oh. Employer is not holding the employee accountable. They're one and the same. The best thing, dude, I ever realized for me is realizing I was the damn problem because why that was gold for me was I knew what then I was the solution too, you know, and it's just, so again, it's, it's giving people perspective, man. It's not that hard. It's, hey, nothing we do is hard. It's not hard to ignore the laundry and turn off Dr. Phil and pick up the phone. Physically, it's not, there's nothing demanding. There's nothing massively crazy about, about a phone, any phone script. Go, give me a phone script. Hey, dude, got, you know, you filled out this form. My name is John. I got to come over and see you. You know what I mean? It's like, it's no, and I try to give people perspective. They think this is magical phone script and they get all like, people get weird on the phone. You know, when you give a guy a phone, it's like, here, dial. <laughs> they, they turn this weird automated telemarketing robot, formal weirdo on the phone. You know what I mean? It's uncomfortable. And I try to give people a lot of perspective, man. I go, hey, let me, let me ask you a question, dude. I did this with a guy yesterday. He was struggling on the phone. And he's just like stuttering and nervous and all this weird stuff. And I'm like, let me ask you a question, man. And I pointed out and I go like, hey, pretend, pretend Donnie left his phone here. You know what I mean? And you had to call him and go, hey, Donnie. He'd go, yeah, it wouldn't be that deep. You wouldn't really know what it, you know what I mean? I'm like, hey, it's John. I was with you over at the office. You left your phone here. When can I come give it to you? There would be no, that'd be a e very easy conversation. He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's your phone script. They filled out a lead for insurance. Your job's to come bring them the info. Can you just call him like he forgot his phone? And then all that formality, weirdness goes away. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're 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 digging into something that I've I've noticed. And uh, in, in maybe I want you to speak to this a little bit because you you've opened this can, John. And uh, there's the, I can probably gonna have to do a part two just because you are you're crushing it here, man. But here's the deal. Um, when people become uh, a salesperson or whatever, the idea is, is they think they have to become someone else. That's right, man. It kills me. Yes. And they, and they forget like that. You have to act, no, just be a human. Yeah. Cause that's what people like to talk to. But yeah. like when we sound like this, Hey, this is Donnie Tuttle at ABC company. How are you? Right. Correct. When you go yeah. into this, like people are automatically like, 
they shut you off and put you into another part of their brain. So, so what do you do? Like, it sounds like I'm, I'm hearing a part of that, but, but talk to me, I'm a ref that, um, you know, I become someone different when I pick up the phone. I just got like, do you call your mom like that? No. Do you call your buddy like that? No. Why are you calling that guy like that? It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I just give perspective because it's awkward. Stop being weird. You don't have to be awkward. You don't. If you were to call about you left your jacket at a restaurant, there wouldn't be, you wouldn't have to be, hello, sir. This is Mr. John Wetmore and I work with, and you left your, if we wouldn't be, there would be no weirdness. Right. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. This is, this, this is so simple. I hope it doesn't go over someone's head. It's just, there's no more to it. You're a human. Be a human. I love it. We're gonna, John. We're gonna round up here because, um, just because this is this is kind of that that time limit. But um, I, I do want to like this is this is not prompted by anything other than the fact that, um, man, there are a lot of people out there who are fighting, scratching, and kicking to be able to work from an environment that isn't dictated to them. They want to be more independent. They want to grow. They want to they want to have that financial change in their lives and they want to be able to do it on their own terms in their own space. And everything I'm hearing is that you guys offer this. And so, man, I like, I've never done this before. And and so for my audience, like this isn't like some paid ploy or anything like that. I just love it when I see someone who is actually open to what, like, like the environment that you guys are looking for. So John, I'm going to give you an opportunity just to man, give us, give us your best on family first life and invite the people in that need to be there um and, and man just just put it out there of course i'm gonna put your information so that they can connect with you but um man when someone is looking to be a, an independent radical growing on their own wherever they want to be why why yeah why yeah i mean again it, it, if you know the space or not it's a little bit different answer i guess but for us it's this deal i mean family first life dude was built on the foundation that it's it's all about the agents and the clients you know what I mean? It, it just has to, it has to work for them. And at the end of the day, if, 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 if the agents are making money and we're taking care of clients, the company and us can operate. And, you know, for us, we're, we're, we're going to deal, man, we're in this space. You are an independent contractor. That's the life insurance world, but many companies don't treat it that way. You know? So for us, we're big on going, we're going to pay you really high compensation. You would pay like double the compensation the average place out there. It's insane. Um, we don't hold people into contracts at all. And you get, we, we set you up with, again, our deal is leads, man. Um, and we don't sell them. I just set you up with the vendors we negotiated pricing with. You buy what you want to buy. I don't care. You know, and, and for us, Donnie, we're, we're just really looking for people who want to make a difference in their, in their families' lives and their situations and care for people, want to help. Because at the end of the day, I don't need any agents, man. I know how to go out and make a gang of money on my own pen. Which give me a cell phone and some leads and I'm good. You know, so I, I choose to, I, I'm, we're pretty picky about who we work with, bud. Because at the end of the day, I, I tell everybody, man, if, if you aren't doing what you want success-wise, if you aren't doing the things that it takes for you to achieve what you want, I promise I'm going to quit you before you quit me. Because mm. what do you need me for? You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm here to help guide, mentor, support people who want to hit the next level and just need direction, man. Again, at the end of the day, you're a grown adult. You have to go to work for your family. You have to train. You have to learn. You have to go to work. You have to die. You have to pick up the phone. And it doesn't affect me at all if you don't. Other than it's, you kind of get in the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, 
John, you are, you are freaking on fire, man. Um, I love, I love the mentorship. I love the mindset. I love the mentality. I love the way that you are, uh, that you fire up the troops so that they can run into the battle because it does feel like a battle, you know, and the, the funny thing is, is we're all just, just serving and loving on people. And thanks for being someone who is an ambassador to the, the, the profession of sales. And, uh, right. We, you took, a you're taking something that some people see as a dirty word in your raising it to its noble height that it should be. And so thank you for that, ma'am. I am going to, again, we're going to make sure that we have all of your information so that people can connect with you. Find John on LinkedIn. Um, you're not going to find a lot of John Wetmores out there. Um, and so Amazing, it's spelled just like it's just like it sounds. And um, John, can you, uh, can you give us one, one final encouragement, anything that, that's going out there? These, you know, this is, this is the people who are looking to find a way to make a way to break out of the mold to maybe, maybe a young John Wetmore who's, yeah. He just now left the, you know, the, the warehouse or the accounting place. And now he's stepped into this field and, and he wants to quit after his first day. And, um, you know, give, give me that fire and we're going to, we're going to say goodbye. Yeah. Cool. I appreciate it, man. I think that, um, you're going to be uncomfortable. That's going to, it's going to happen. If you, if you want to make a move and it's like, if your gut's telling you to do something different, do it, but know that it's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to be challenged in life. You're going to have obstacles. You're going to have delays. You're going to have mistakes. And I think, like for me, dude, mistakes are a requirement for success. You physically can't have success without mistakes. It's impossible. So own it, accept it, and be willing to go through that process, man. And find some people that also want to have success and get around them. Because there's people in your life, man, that are going to try to hold you back and hold you down and say it's not going to work. And why would you do that? Why would you? Blah, blah, blah. You're going to get that, man. So expect it. You know, just expect it. It's it's. It's simple, but it ain't easy. Mm. John Wetmore, I know there aren't a lot of um, earthquakes happening at the epicenter of Atlanta, Georgia, but you may have just set off some seismic activity, my man. Thank you for being with us. And um, listen, people out there in the audience, your talent is not limited to your zip code. Let's level up. And the reality is if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks for joining us. And before you hit that next button on that phone, I want you to continue with me for just a little bit longer because I've put something together, especially for you. I want you to go over to DonnieTuttle.com and you are going to find that I have put together a course on selling anywhere. I have literally taken all of the mistakes out of this thing that I've learned over the course of two and a half years and I provide a template of how you can go out there and sell anywhere. Everything from the traveling and the moving to the setup to the teardown to the mindset methods and motivation to different formats of being able to present to people in a way that is compelling. I have done that for you and I'm asking you to go to DonnieTuttle.com and download the first class session for free. Thanks for joining us and we'll catch you on the next episode.